What's up, everybody? My name is Josh Fiddick, and I am a Kinda Funny best friend. Kinda Funny has currently postponed the up-and-comer opportunity, but we still have some amazing best friends who deserve the spot. The up-and-comer opportunity is where you best friends get to vote on someone in the community that you think deserves a shot to work with the Kinda Funny crew for one week and gain a wealth of experience. We have an amazingly talented community with a ton of people campaigning to be this year's up and comer. I wanted to sit down with them and get to know them a bit better and share their stories. That way you feel more comfortable when making your vote for the next up and comer. Right now I am sitting down with one such prospect who is a Twitch affiliate, TikTok superstar, vocal <laughs> performer in both acting and musical performances, and of course, Dova King. I am talking about the one, the only, Leah Lisi. Leah, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing really good. That's a that's interesting to hear myself announced that way. I'm there you good. go. I, I like to give everyone their own little pizzazz and make them feel like, special. Oh, I do do all those things. I didn't realize that. Right? It, it often pe puts people uh, their own work in perspective. Like, man, I do a lot of stuff. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I, I've always like perceived myself as like a jack of all trades. Master of none. Right. But um, <laughs> then when you hear all those trades put out in front of you, you're like, man, that is a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's like music and then doing um, Twitch and TikTok. It's, it's just a lot going <laughs> on. <laughs> no wonder I'm tired. <laughs> well, we are, exactly. Well, we are going to dive deep into all of it. Uh, but Leah, if people haven't seen your stuff, they haven't heard you, don't know anything about you, could you give us a quick pitch on yourself? Okay. Um, so I... I do a lot of content creation. I make TikToks. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitch. I'm a Twitch streamer. I'm a Twitch affiliate. Um, I right now I'm streaming uh, Skyrim, so I am a Dova King. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what else can I say about? I I'm a singer as well. I'm I'm also pursuing voice acting. Um, my main focus for music is metal music. I really like awesome. symphonic metal music, um, which if you don't know, because most people don't, um, <laughs> it is kind of like rock opera. That's the easiest way I can explain it. I always say Evanescence is kind of like that to, okay, because solid. most people know Evanescence. Um, right. Just kind of like having like theatrical uh operatic voices and i don't know it's For fun sure. <laughs> yeah no of course of course i totally get it so like we kind of talked about in the intro you do a whole lot of things uh where did this journey start like what was your first foyer into content creation my first foyer was when i i was going towards music um it's interesting because my my fiance um, Danny is the one that kind of pushed me to do it. I kept making videos on my own where I would post on Tumblr um, videos of me singing, and he was like, you know, maybe you should post those on like Instagram because I was doing it on my like on my phone singing you, right, right. <laughs> acapella. It wasn't like YouTube worthy. Um, so I posted it on Instagram thinking that it was going to go nowhere, that nobody else listened to the kind of music I listened to because that's that's usually how it goes. Most people are like, oh, that's Leah's weird music. Um, but then I found a community of people who actually really liked that music. So then I started growing with that. Um, and then I part of the reason I got into the games industry, fortunately, is because my fiance it works in the games industry right now. He works for EA, um, and we live awesome. in LA, so we're constantly going to things. And I started learning how much 
I personally liked the games industry, not just because I was tagging along. I realized it was <laughs> I realized it was a big deal for me one time when he went to a convention without me. And then I realized it was a game developers conference. And I I realized that it, it was over and I wasn't gonna be able to go. And I cried. And I <laughs> And it made me really sad, and because I loved going to the conventions and being around other game developers and um, learning about the games industry, and <laughs> it just makes me really excited. So then it yeah. made me think, well, actually, this is something that is probably more personal than I thought that it was. I always liked games, um, mm -hmm. but then that's kind of what made me start going towards like content creation related to games, too. Was... Was it being in in the convention uh, circle, excuse me, and kind of seeing that there were other people using games as a form of content creation to get into that sphere? Is that what led you to kind of make it? Or was there ever a period of time where it was like, hey, I want to be like game developer or I want to do marketing for games? I was I was having a hard time because I was, I, I don't know how to program. I don't know how to make art. Um, okay, I am same. a creative person, but I don't know how to do those kind of things. So for a while I was saying, oh, I want to get into game design. Um, mm -hmm. But that's a very difficult field to get into. Um, and I actually don't think it fits my personality that well. Um, but I always enjoyed content creation. I like playing on I like playing games on Twitch. Um, I like my little community. It's really fun. We have a really mm -hmm. happy little community. I don't know if you've gone on any of my Twitch streams, but everybody's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I had a, I feel like I had a much different start to getting into games than the average person um, because it, it sounds weird, but it, honestly, because I'm a girl, um, mm -hmm. because a lot, when I was younger, there were a lot of like gatekeeping um, yeah. where there was like the kind of mental like, oh, that's like a guy's thing. I know not all girls felt this way, but this is how I felt. Um, but this was a guy's thing and then I didn't really try. So then once I finally got the opportunity to try, then I realized, oh my God, I really love this. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and that's how, so how I got into kind of funny is that I started pursuing like the game creator content and, um, I listened to it with my fiance and it's a lot of fun. Mm. <laughs> that's awesome. How... So, I, like you said, it is kind of a big thing, unfortunately, and, and I think we still see some of it today. Uh, I know, like, when I was growing up, like, I, I was the only person, like, really of my friend group who played games. So there was also that stigma there. Uh, like, games are for nerdy kids and whatnot. But, like you said, it adds on that they were a boys thing, quote-unquote. Mm -hmm. Did you ever feel, like, well, you said you kind of didn't get into it because of that. Is that something you still struggle with at all, or is it just kind of a thing like, hey, I love games, I'm here, this is what I'm doing? No, I don't struggle with it anymore. It was more awesome. like I didn't, I did play games. I just didn't play the stereotype. In my mind, I didn't consider myself a gamer, even though I was constantly playing video games. I had a brother mm -hmm. that was a gamer, so fortunately we always had like every console. Um, yeah. But I played a lot of like the stereotype of playing Mario. Um, I played mm -hmm. a lot of Kingdom Hearts when I was younger. Um, nice. I played Rayman a lot when I was very younger on the PS1 because mm. my mom got that for me and then I was like obsessed with it and it was very difficult and I wanted to beat it. Um, but 
as of now, no, I don't mentally struggle with that. It was more just I didn't really, I kind of had like the mindset that being into games was being into basically like Call of Duty. <laughs> and so those weren't usually the kind of games that I liked. So then right. that meant that I didn't really like games. And it, it was kind of weird <laughs> to think about it that way. And so then when I started being with somebody who I, I feel very fortunate because he has so many games that I'm constantly trying mm -hmm. games and then I'm fi finding out that I love games. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, um, I, think, I think it's really like, like you pointed out, I think a lot of people, and I don't think this is so much anymore, kind of like you were saying, but mm -hmm. when people thought gamers, they were thinking your Call of Duties, your, like a lot of shooters. And, you know, me, I love JRPGs. Those are my, those are oh, my I game love JRPGs of choice. Too. <laughs> They're the best. And I think, like you said, when, when people think, like, gamer, they don't necessarily think JRPGs. It's all that shooter action, super toxic masculinity kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think you're right. It is it is cool to see when you find that group of people, like, oh, like, for me, I never met anyone else who uh, liked Kingdom Hearts when I was growing up. Yeah. So, like, getting on the internet and finding, like, oh, everyone loves Kingdom Hearts. It's this <laughs> huge fan base. It's that really cool turning point. Yeah. I had one, I have one friend uh, that's also a girl that we would talk about games and we would play mm -hmm. games all the time. <laughs> She's like my best friend, it's my best friend Kayla. Um, and I, I know when we were getting ready for prom, we were like this stereotypical, we kept joking that we weren't like normal girls. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> say that because that sounds like the, I'm not a real, I mean, I'm not like most girls, but I just mean like when we were getting ready for prom, our moms were yelling at us to get ready because we were too busy playing Mario Kart. Um, because Understandable. With, like, curlers in our hair and, <laughs> and like, just sitting there, like, and they're like, dude, the prom's in an hour. Aren't you going to get ready? And it's like, oh, shit, no. <laughs> um, See, I don't remember my prom, but, I mean, I can remember most tracks in Mario Kart. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't really remember prom either. That's the thing that stands right. out to me the most with prom was just that fun moment of we we just always played Mario Kart. We played Mario Party together. Um, we played a lot of My Sims, which was on the Wii. Okay. Um, I got really into that one. I, I really liked that game. That was really fun. <laughs> um, so what else? I don't know. I had a train of thought, but then I think I lost it. <laughs> No worries. Happens all the time. If, you, if it comes back up randomly, you just shoot. Just go with it. Okay. Uh, so, so you talk about kind of coming into kind of funny with your fiance. Did you guys come in? Did you like know of like Greg Miller through like IGN kind of getting into the games industry or was like, hey, let's watch this podcast where Greg calls people fuckheads. And, and <laughs> it's, um, my fiance was more into it than I was. Um, okay. I mean, in the sense that he he's like a super fan and he mm -hmm. watches them all the time. And because he watches them all the time, then I will sit down and watch it with him. And right. then eventually osmosis and everything. And then it's like, ah, now I get it. I like it. And so now I get we get really excited to watch it together. It's like yeah. kind of one of the things that we get to do together. And it's fun. That's awesome. That's <laughs> like at the cool. end of the day, we'll turn on like a kind of funny podcast. Um, like the Internet Explorers. That's always my favorite mm. one when uh, <laughs> I just really like that one. So okay. um, it's, and it's a good one to watch. I, I like watching Internet Explorers. It's more of a watch one than it is a listen for sure. Yeah, for sure. So we usually turn it on the TV and then we'll like relax and then just watch, listen to them or talk or just watch them. I don't know. 
I just, I really enjoy them, and I'm really glad that, like, I had this experience where now Mm -hmm. I can have it in my life. So it makes me want to pursue it on my own where it's not not my fiancé's thing. It's not that I'm getting things because my fiancé's giving it to me. It makes me want to make my own. And that's kind of why I got into content creation when it came to games was because I wanted my own thing. No, for sure. And I think that's really cool to be able to, like, yes, you can be influencing. Things can come into your life. But you're right. Like, this has obviously been a big passion for you, and you've said it before. So to be able to kind of really make it your own and and distinguish yourself from them, I think, is really cool. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. I didn't want to be just... I just I kind of tag along. I, I, one of the first GDCs I went to, I've gone to two or three. I can't remember. Um, but one of the first ones I went to, I was, I was like pursuing jobs on my own. And mm-hmm. I remember everybody around us was like, wait, what? Because you're not into games. And I'm like, but I am. I like games. Yeah. Or you're not into the games industry. You're just tagging along. Right. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to use this time wisely. Um, and then right. it, I guess just through those actions, it also made me realize how how much it mattered to me. Um, because I think if I didn't like it, I would have just been like, eh, whatever. Um, right. But I get really excited. Passively. Yeah, I get That's really awesome. excited about like the games industry in general. Yeah. It's really, really cool. <laughs> do, are there like any big content creators who have been inspirations or things you've kind of modeled your own content off of? I really like Alana Pierce. I think mm-hmm. she's really cool. I really like her content. Um, <laughs> I I like the Xbox um, podcast that she's doing with Kind of Funny right now. Um, mm-hmm. But I like watching her YouTube videos. Uh, that's also something that we'll watch at the end of the day. Um, or her Twitch streams and uh, mm-hmm. who else? I don't know. That I feel like she's my biggest influence when it comes to game creation content because I think she's really good at it. I recently watched a a video of her where she was editing people's writing and it made me think hey that would be something that I was I would be into and then um because I always enjoy writing and then I saw an opportunity for it so now I've joined uh level one gaming and I'm going to be writing news articles for gaming awesome congratulations that's fantastic yeah it's due so I don't have anything to show right now, but it's uh, I'm I'm just excited to start my creative process on it. <laughs> For sure. Do you think uh, there will ever be a point in the future where you may be someone's Alana Pierce? Like, do you, do you have that goal to kind of do all that stuff to maybe be that influence for someone? I, I would love that. I think that would be so cool. <laughs> yeah. I would love to be the kind. I think the re- one of the reasons that. The one of the things that I like about her is that she is a good female role model um, mm-hmm. when it comes to the games industry. Um, so I think it would be cool to be able to be that person for someone else, that, some other girl that I think maybe thinks has that wrong perception in her head that games are not the girl thing. When, like, clearly it is. <laughs> Did you see the response right. to, like, the gaming girl uh, or, like, girl games yeah. that girls like? Um, and then all yeah. the girls are like, what? None of us play that. <laughs> That's not realistic. Yeah, exactly. So it's clearly like an outdated mindset. Um, but in case anybody gets that, I think I'd like to be the kind of person to be like, nah, you can come hang out too. Let's go play games. I think that's awesome. I think that's super cool. I, I, I agree. Like, I think I've always been under the mindset, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I was alone in my own gaming community. 
But games are for everyone. They're super fun. Like what mm-hmm. you want to like. You know what I mean? Like, my girlfriend and I had a blast when we, we played through Last of Us uh, Part 1 and 2 together, and that was an incredible experience. Or right now, we're, like, we're both simultaneously playing Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. So to, like, get to a part <laughs> or, like, watch her do something really cool, I'm like, oh, shit, I never thought about that. Like, all right, it's my turn. Let me play so I can try to do this thing I just watched you do. <laughs> it's, just, it's such a fun collaborative thing, and I think that's what, that's what we need to focus on, not, like you said, the list of top 20 games for girls like there are no games for anyone they're just games they're, they're just fun. games yes thank you <laughs> <laughs> that's so how, that's how you've I been doing it. a whole lot of stuff you're you're starting the writing which is fantastic uh aside from a lot of the games content you also like we touched on the music and things uh you've got your youtube channel where you've got you've posted a couple of your covers mm-hmm. are there plans to do more of those oh, yeah. or are we kind of just focusing on the streams? like what, what what's going on in the world of music for you in the world of music, I'm focusing on covers right now. Um, okay. I, I've been making metal covers right now. I have one in the works. Um, I My best friend, Caleb, that I talked about earlier, she went to school for um, audio production. So cool. I record my vocals and I send them to her. <laughs> and, then, and then she mixes and masters them for me. And then it comes back to me and then I make a video. Um, she, we started doing that after I tried to mix and master my own. One of my covers was by myself, and it mm. wasn't that great. <laughs> but my most recent one was much better. It sounds much better. Um, but we're in the works of making a lot more. We keep talking about different covers that we want to make. One that mm. I'm really excited to make, which is if, if anybody knows this song, they're going to be like, oh, yay, but is Goof's Love Score by Nightwish. It's like a 10-minute okay. long song that if you haven't Solid. listened to it, if you like that kind of music, it's amazing. <laughs> I will put it on the list. I will check it out today. That's for sure. Yes. Do, are, there, are there plans of like potentially like a CD or like a whole cover compilation? Or is that kind of a little further down the road? I started working with someone to write music. However, it kind of fell apart. And those kind of things happen a lot. Um, mm. But I'm trying to rebuild from there kind of thing. I'm working on, okay. uh, on creating. I want to create music on my own, I think. Um, with mm. my best friend. Um, yeah. So I think that that's, that's pretty much what's going to be next when it comes to making music. Do you play any instruments or is it just primarily vocals? Primarily vocals. <laughs> I've been I singing you. since I was 18. Um, I started taking singing lessons at 18 and um, I tried to learn how to play different instruments and it just doesn't, I don't pick it up as easy as I do singing mm-hmm. and I also don't enjoy it as much as I do singing. So, there you go. Um, I want to. I want to be the kind of person that like, like can sing and play the piano or sing and play the guitar. Um, I'm motivated to learn how to play the guitar because I like to sing. Um, mm-hmm. But that's. But if it's just playing the guitar, I don't really enjoy it. <laughs> I get you. Well, and like you said, like if you're not passionate about it, it makes the learning that much more difficult mm-hmm. especially when you already have the vocals that you're crushing and you are passionate about that so why not just continue to grow those so i totally understand that yeah <laughs> so along with the the vocal performance uh where does voice acting come in was it kind of like a thing like hey i really like singing i want to try my hand at some voice acting or was there like a show where like oh man like i want to i want to make something like that i have an interesting experience with it which is um i also was really into acting when i was younger um mm-hmm. So when I used to live in Florida and I grew up in Orlando or around Orlando, Florida, but um, there's a school out there called Full Sail University mm-hmm. and they uh, 
they have a lot of, um, it's like an arts college kind of. They do like game design and game programming, but they also do like film and I'm just going to focus on film. I don't want to get down. I didn't go to that school, so I don't know. Right. Um, but, uh, the film program, they would have to make student films, so they would have these auditions periodically. It was like every Saturday, and so I wanted to try because I just like to do it as a hobby. One time mm. I went in, and somebody was trying to make a cartoon. It was a children's cartoon, and then I just auditioned for it out of fun. I always thought it would be fun to be a voice actor. For sure. Um, I like to manipulate my voice. That's why I like to sing, and then mm-hmm. I got it, and then I was... I started working with it and I was I was blown away with how much I loved it so um, the more I do it the more I realize that I really really want to do it (laughs) (laughs) that's super cool do you have you been able to do more projects or was it just like so far just the first one and you're kind of getting into it um that was the first one the only other project I have done was I'm actually not even sure which game it is but I because they told us like a uh, it was like G something something like a code mm-hmm. um, right but I played uh, I made the fighting sounds for two different characters like this oh, solid kind of things and yeah, that was so and stuff. fun to jump around in the studio and like <laughs> pretend to be fighting and thinking about how to do the sounds and um, I have a higher voice so a lot of times I can manipulate my voice to sound more like a child so mm-hmm. I kind of want to go towards like having like uh, like my focus be more on like youthful characters, um, either mm-hmm. like teenager or children. Um, but yeah, I'm pursuing that pretty hard right now. I'm working on getting uh, my uh, demo out so that I can go to agencies. Um, and I'm taking lessons and it's just the start, but I, I just, I really like it. <laughs> so I want to awesome. do it. Um, For sure. I think the two main focuses for me when it comes to jobs that involve games, because to me, the focus for voice acting is that I want my voice in games. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that the two jobs are, I would want to do journalism and, well, I am now, um, journalism and uh, voice acting. There you go. All the more reason to keep following Alana, doing, just kind of following in those footsteps, right? (laughs) Oh, and Twitch streaming. I like Twitch. Boom, there. And, all three of them. Um, just a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So what is what is the process of like going in and getting an audition for a voice role? I mean, I know you said you're kind of working on an agent. Is that the big thing? Or are you kind of like looking on websites, finding them, and sending in some of your stuff? I keep looking online for indie games to see. Um, so far, it's actually been very difficult to find. Um, mm-hmm. I know that uh, if you get an agent... One time I went to the Game Developers Conference and I spoke to um, one of the recruiters at Crystal Dynamics um, mm-hmm. because I said, hey, I would love to do voice acting. How do I get started in voice acting for games? And they told me that I needed to go through an agency if I wanted to, um, okay. if I wanted to voice act with them. Um, and I, they said that it was kind of like a standard for... And I... I've kind of found that too, that is kind of a standard for different kinds of, or it's different types of studios that you need to mm-hmm. have an agent um, for the bigger companies. So that's the goal. <laughs> awesome. I think it's an easy goal to have. Do you have any, uh, 
like any kind of role models in the voice acting realm? Like, do you follow a lot of voice actors and kind of see what they're doing? Yeah. Um, one of my, like, <sighs> Laura Bailey. I can't mm-hmm. think, I can't remember if it's Laura Bailey or Lauren Bailey, but I love her. Laura Bailey, you nailed <laughs> Laura it. Laura Bailey. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I follow her because I love her voice. I think she's really good. I think she's um, very talented. And Troy Baker as well. Mm-hmm. Can you tell that I like Last of Us? <laughs> there you go, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, those two, they're really good at what they do. They can express mm-hmm. emotion really well in their voice. And I... I really admire them. That's super cool. Are there shows that kind of you want to work like, like I know you said you kind of want to look at more youthful characters. Are there types of shows you'd like? Are you looking at anime roles opportunity Ooh, or more kind of like more traditional to American do anime content? Dubs. I think that would be yeah. so cool. I love anime. <laughs> um, pretty great. I feel like there's a lot of competition for those kind of things though, because there's a lot of people who are like me, where they like games, they like anime, they like voice acting, mm-hmm. so they want to do those things. And there's not as many roles as there are people, um, but it's Mm -hmm. still something that I want to pursue. I'm going to keep trying. That's awesome. That's super (laughs) cool. There you go. Going to get that agent, and then we're going to hear your voice in in a myriad of games and anime around the world. Hopefully. That would make me happy. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Uh, so kind of moving into the more stuff you do, we've, we've covered a bit of games, you've covered a bit of the music. Uh, you're really big on TikTok. Uh, <laughs> how did that get started? Was that like, did you originally kind of do Vine and then moved over to TikTok? Or when it started, you're like, hey, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring. I've only had, I've had TikTok for maybe like two months now or two awesome. or three months. Wait, no, it's, I started in May and it's the end okay. of August, so I can't do math, but. <laughs> no, t- time is just a flat out. It doesn't matter anymore. I know, I mean, like with the quarantine, it's just like, it's like exactly. time isn't real. <laughs> um, it feels like two months. You're right. Yeah. So I started in May and since then I've grown it um, just by posting content. I don't know. <laughs> um, I was saying, cause I think, oh, let me see. I, I had it pulled up. I had the exact number. Uh, I don't know. Where was it? Yeah, so like 12,000 followers on, uh, on TikTok <laughs> from the stuff you're doing. Was, is it something you're consistently trying to grow or is it just like yeah. doing it for fun? Okay. I like, I like to grow. I find that if you have as many different platforms as you can, they all kind of like bleed into each other. If I grow mm-hmm. on TikTok, it'll bleed into Twitch. That has happened. I have a couple people who are in my community who come regularly that found me through TikTok. Um, That's super cool. And there's people on Twitch who now follow my TikTok. And then there's people Mm. on, and then they'll go and follow me on Twitter as well. And um, just a lot of different places to interact with people. Um, So that kind of was the main focus for TikTok. I I actually just, I really enjoy making them. I think they're fun. I started with it just being like, I'm just going to goof off on this app. And then it started kind of growing. Um... And now I just, I still just goof off on that app, honestly. I just find <laughs> funny audios and then do it. I have one one video that blew up, and I don't understand why. I hate, I honestly, I'm like, why that one? <laughs> right. It's um, always it's always the one that you feel that way about. That's always the one that blows up. Yeah. It's, uh, there's like this, there's this uh, sound on TikTok that is, that leads up to at the end. A lot of times, people will make the ahigo face, and then I uh-huh. it, instead it goes mm, nope. And so like because I don't want to make that face personally on the <laughs> internet, um, <laughs> but 
there, <laughs> it goes, mm, nope. And that one, I think the last time I checked, it has, like, most of my videos will get, like, maybe, like, somewhere between 500. Sometimes it'll go more into, like, 2,000. Um, but mm -hmm. that one has 200,000 views. <laughs> and, Whoa. And I'm, I'm just like, why? <laughs> when you have a TikTok like that that has that many views, are you able to funnel those people into your Twitch? Or is it just kind of luck of the draw? This is blown up. We're going to see where it goes. It blows up. And I get on my notifications. I will frequently. It's like I'll see that people are liking my new stuff. And then people are liking that one. And then I see mm -hmm. they liked that one. And then they followed me. So okay. um, having one blow up like that, it's like I could be upset about it, but also it's helping me grow. So I think that could That's be why it. I've grown so quickly is that I had one that just took off for some reason. I wish that I do other ones that I think are better, but <laughs> it's always the goofy ones that that blow up. <laughs> it's always that hard thing because you wish if you could if you could figure out the science on why that one blew up then you could make that work for the next one. Yeah. It's just, it's, there's never any rhyme or reason to it. And that's the most frustrating thing. I know because sometimes I'll, I'll do one and then I put a lot of work into it. And I think this is pretty consistent for content creators where I do one. I think it's like really good. I put a lot of work into it. It gets no views. That one, I almost didn't post because I, I just kind of, I was taking a bunch that day and then I, was, I heard that audio and I thought it was funny. So then I tried mm. to do it and then I didn't, and then it blew up. <laughs> and so. Well, I guess that, that's a lesson for anyone. If you, you may not think it's the best, but put it out anyways. There's nothing stopping you because maybe it blows up and has 20,000 views. It took like one take. It was one take of it. And then it was, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to save it into my drafts and then I'll post it eventually. And then I did. And then it did well. And yeah. <laughs> the rest is history. Yes. <laughs> so uh, have you seen like, consistent have you seen a connection between your your tiktok work and your twitch follows like when you started doing the tiktok were you able to see a consistent growth in your twitch streaming as well yes um every okay. time i try to post when i'm twitch streaming i try to do notifications on there like i'll make a tiktok to say hey i'm going live on here um mm -hmm. i don't do it on instagram as much because the uncomfortable part is that a lot of my family follows it, and then I, I just, I feel weird about my family going on to my Twitch streams for some reason. <laughs> um, I understand. They found it's a vulnerability my, thing. They found my Instagram, so now they follow me. <laughs> like my great grandmother follows me on that Instagram. <laughs> You're saying you don't want your great grandmother to give you those sweet, sweet uh, Twitch subscriptions? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Especially, like, my, I swear a lot on my Twitch streams, and so I wouldn't want my great-grandmother to see that because, because she's, like, this very, like, you don't say any bad words kind of lady, and I just, I just swear a lot. I don't know. <laughs> now she knows exactly where to find you, and then you're like, oh, grandma's in the chat. All right, sorry, chat. Uh, I have to be I a different to... person now. Great yes. Grandma's here. <laughs> grandma's here. I can't, I can't. I have to be proper yes <laughs> maybe she could help grow your stream maybe the chat would love great grandma you should have oh her have her come into the chat i don't even think she would understand what twitch is if i tried to there you go see her um <laughs> but yeah she found my instagram um a lot of my family follows my instagram but um i tried to primarily post anyways i tried to primarily post it on tiktok um or twitter Twitter, mm -hmm. I feel like, is my my main focus on that platform is games. On Instagram, mm -hmm. a lot of it is 
primarily focused on like the metal music because that's kind of why I started it. Um, mm-hmm. And then TikTok has become like this nerdy, like where I can put out my like anime love and um, just nerdy shit. I don't know. <laughs> no, I get you. Um, um, but uh, I'll post a TikTok and say, hey, uh, like I'm going live, but hopefully more. And uh, hey, I'm going live, you know. Um, right, but, yeah. Uh, Turn on the shtick. Yeah. <laughs> and then a lot of times I'll see that that stream, if I post one on that stream, then it does better, usually. Um, the mm-hmm. stream does better. So it does bleed over, just not always. And it's important yeah. to do notifications like that because people will theoretically know, hey, you stream, which I stream Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And... Um, People will theoretically know that, but then at 9 a.m. Pacific time, they might not remember, especially if mm-hmm. they're in a different time zone. Time zone. Right. But if you post it, it's like, oh, yeah, she's going live now. So it's just... That's super cool. Um, just a way to remind everybody I'm going live in case they want to come check it out. I, so I know you said that you, you post different types of content on each social media. Mm-hmm. Do you Do you think if you ever posted a games thing on Instagram that like those followers might not approve of it or might not be about it like do you do you see a distinct like differentiation between your audience on each platform um i not really i tend to i will post things like i have posted metal content on tiktok i have posted um gaming things on instagram um Mm -hmm. and i feel like there's kind of an overlap i've been saying that forever that there's kind of an overlap between nerdy culture and metal music that usually metalheads are into uh nerdy things (laughs) right so um i haven't really met anybody that is a metalhead that doesn't also like like anime or like games Mm -hmm. or something like that um so it ends up it's not that it does bad it's just not usually what i focus on and because okay. of that because like a lot of times algorithms will work against those kind of things yeah it, which is frustrating um then i won't do as well but mm. it will still do okay so yeah good enough yeah i think it's, it's funny you mentioned the the metalhead crossover i feel like I, distinctly, I remember all of my friends who were metalheads were also my anime friends. Yes. Like if I needed to go to someone, and it, it tended to be One Piece specifically. That's the one that sticks out in my head. Like <laughs> All of my metal friends loved One Piece. I wasn't sure what the connection was, but there was definitely a strong connection there. When I was in high school, all of my friends were either the anime kids or the metalheads, and we all hung out together. <laughs> it was exactly. like a big old group. Um, but I've also found that just through talking to people. Um, who mm. also like metal music. It's like, hey, do you like this anime? Oh, yeah, I like that anime, and then we'll talk about it. Um, but that might, maybe that's just, like, a personal bias, but I just, I just, I don't know. I think the drive to make you go and check out, like, metal content because it's so hard to find um, mm. a lot of times is the same kind of drive that will drive you to go and watch find anime. So I yeah. think that, that it makes like similar different, I mean, similar personalities. I'm having a hard time talking today. <laughs> you're totally good. Don't worry. You woke up. You, it, you, it's normally your rest day. So you're, you're bearing with me. We got this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think what's kind of cool, you pointed out, it, it's like the, I feel like it's the misfit factor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like at least when I was growing up, uh, like liking games, liking anime, liking metal, like that kind of made you a misfit, you mm-hmm. know? 
and, and all of those people were able to come together over those shared passions, whether they all like liked the same thing or not. There was one commonality of kind of being an outsider. I think that's what's kind of cool about this whole industry is we're all outsiders in a way, which makes us not outsiders because we all have each other. Yeah. It's in a weird time loopy really kind cool of thing. Communities. I don't know. It's like cool mm. to have everybody come in and it just feels like a big old friend group a lot of times on my Twitch streams. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm hanging out with a group of friends. <laughs> um, and I That's even awesome. say that. I'm like, you guys are my friends. So, That's um, cool. Which I talk to a lot of them off of stream, too. So, I don't know. It's been really cool. I've made a lot of really cool friends from making content. Was that something you kind of foresaw happening? Like, or was that just a happenstance of, like, hey, my community has actually become close friends? Um, no, I, I didn't... I didn't go into it thinking that that was going to happen. Um, mm. I didn't think I was going to... Honestly, I didn't think that there were going to be people who came and, like... I have I have where I went... This is really interesting. I've never talked about these kind of things before like this. Um, but I've been doing this kind of thing since, like, 2016. Um, mm -hmm. But I've had... I took a break from Twitch. I used to live... A Twitch stream all the time in 2018. I streamed right. like five days a week um, for like four hours a day or something like that. Um, and I took a break because I got a full-time job and it was mm. two hours away one way. Um, so oh, I just, I would go home and I would crash. And then on yeah. the weekends, I just didn't want to, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I was like, out. I need I a rest. Um, so I took a break for that. But then during this quarantine, I'm like, oh, I could go back into Twitch streaming. So I have. Awesome. And there's so many people that were coming to my Twitch streams, like, actively in 2018. I took a break, and now I'm doing it again in 2020, and they just jumped right back into it. And I just... That's awesome. I think it's so weird. <laughs> because, <laughs> I, I mean, in the sense that I'm like, well, I'm just being goofy on this camera. Right. Okay. But... I, there's people, when I started, I did a different schedule and there were people who were waking up at five in the morning so that they could come to my Twitch stream. And That's I always, cool. I, I thought it was really cool. I just wanted to hug all of them be, because, because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's, that's really dedicated and I'm glad you like my content so much. Um, I don't know. I tend to be self-deprecating. So I'm like, why do you like me? <laughs> what do you I think that's like the here? content creation motto. Is self-deprecation. Yes. Everyone says, like, especially on this show, and I say it almost every episode, everyone goes like, oh, man, there are so many more deserving, talented people in the content creation world than me. And it's, it's a universal thing. So I think, you know, like you said, obviously you make good content, and a lot of other people see it, so you should be proud of what you're doing. I, I do feel proud. I just don't good. understand. <laughs> like, I guess I have a hard time putting myself into the mentality of somebody who consumes my content and looks at it and goes, mm. that's fun. I want to consume more, more of it. <laughs> I get you. I totally get you. So. so do you have kind of more content creation plans? Like, I know you're, you're nailing the streaming thing. Are there, are there podcasts in your future? Are we yes. seeing kind of more like shorter form YouTube content? What's the plan there? Um. I did my first podcast with, uh, my fiance runs a gaming podcast called Ready Press Play, um, mm -hmm. with, it's, it's like weekly gaming news and okay. it's, it's really good. They do a really good job with it. Um, that's like a genuine, like not biased. I know there is a bias, <laughs> but like every time I hear it, I'm like, wow, you're so, you're so good. I'm just so proud of you. Oh, <laughs> 
proud mom, but that's my fiance. Um, but <laughs> but I got to be a guest on that, and mm-hmm. I'm now obsessed with that. That is great. Um, and that's now awesome. joining Level One Gaming, they're a gaming website, but they also have podcasts. Um, so. I joined it saying, hey, I really want to do podcasts. I think it's really fun. Um, mm-hmm. So we're already in talks of doing more podcast or doing a podcast through them. Um, and I'm going to be writing articles, like I said earlier, um, right. making more covers, making more goofy TikToks. Um, I don't know. <laughs> There's just, it's been my, it's been the thing that is like, that I've just always been passionate about. I don't know. Ever since I started doing it, I just want to make more and more and more and more. I'm a creative person. For sure. and I just like there doing you. it. It's fun. Is the is the goal for this to kind of be the full time gig? I would love that. Um, yeah. I I'm also kind of realistic about it, where uh, it's very difficult to get to that point. But I feel like mm-hmm. I'm gonna put in the work, and if it works out then it will. And if it doesn't, mm-hmm. then it's okay. I will still continue to make the work. I'm doing it for fun right now. Um, I'm making, I'm not mer- really making any money. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Twitch affiliate, but I, um, I don't really make anything, but, um, but it's, it's still really nice. I still really enjoy it. Um, I think it's worth it. I, I do it more for my personal enjoyment than money. Um, mm-hmm. but I think that if it started making money, then that would be cool. Cause then I could do it more. <laughs> Hell yeah. Are we like, how close are we to, uh, the partner path? Oh, that, mm, I went and looked at, uh, <laughs> I went and looked at my average cause I have the, it shows like, uh, you need to have this many viewers per, right. per, we're nowhere. Per hour of streaming or whatever. Yeah. Nowhere near there. That's very difficult. It's a, a very difficult. It's a high ass a, number. I mean, getting, getting an affiliate people. like you are is nothing to shake a stick at. You know what I mean? Like getting an affiliate, that's a big deal. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, it was, um, it was, uh, honestly, I, I feel weird about saying that it was really hard because it wasn't, it actually took me like a week to get affiliate. That's and awesome. I, Even I better. feel really bad whenever I hear people talk about how hard it is for them because it's like, oh, I did it in a week. I'm sorry. <laughs> Which like, could well, also yeah, be that way That says something you about too. your content. Are there big content goals? Like, I mean, is, is partner the goal or is it just kind of be able to self-sustain, self-sustain off of your own content? I think self-sustaining. Um, I have read before about being a partner, um, just to see if it actually makes a difference. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think my main focus is, uh, is to be self-sustaining instead of just being partner, just not really having the title. I just want to be in a place where I don't really need to have a job (laughs) instead this is my job because this is the Mm -hmm. thing that i enjoy the most have we thought about maybe like potential merch that can be promoted on stream or on tiktok things like that is that in the plan or in the future near future perhaps yeah i have plans for it um but it's kind of at the same time i'm like i'm not sure if it's too soon i don't want to like put it out too soon you know um Mm -hmm. but i have already started thinking about it um of what I would want to get for, for merch. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Because you could have like different channels. You could have your games merch. You could have your music merch. I think it'd be a, a, a hot seller. Yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, Leah, I think we've definitely got a 
good kind of knowledge on who you are, what you do, why you do it. I think it's fantastic. You have a wonderful story, and it's really cool to kind of see you grow throughout all this. Thank you. Uh, now is part of the show, as I always say, where we get into the, the nitty-gritty of the up-and-comer opportunity. Ooh, uh, so first question, and as I'm, I'm sure you're ready for it, uh, what are you really looking to get out of the up-and-comer experience? I am looking to see how people who are on a much bigger scale do things. I admire the kind of funny team so much um, and yeah. how much content they're able to produce. They're producing podcasts after podcasts like every day. Um, and they're still able to do things outside of that, like hosting events and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. And I just really admire them. And I would love to be in the studio and see them as they're doing it because I know how much work content creation can be, even when oh, it's yeah, uh, when it comes up when it comes out and it's like, oh, this looks super easy, but actually it took hours to set up. Right. Yeah. Um. So I would love to see the behind the scenes. That's what I want to get out of it. I would love to ask advice from all of the team. Um. I know they're really good guys, um, so I would love to talk with them individually on like how on what they've learned from growing on con growing in content creation mm. yeah um, of course and what they would tell somebody who is trying to do the same thing i also think it would be cool to be part of the kind of funny team <laughs> for sure yeah i really am totally agree i'm really excited about games journalism and i think mm -hmm. it's something that i could be good at um and that's one of the reasons that i was wanting to reach out to join a different website was because I was hoping maybe in the long run that maybe eventually I could join the kind of funny team. Um, but For that's sure. probably way further down the line. Um, but I, I think it would be cool. <laughs> Do you think you work better in a team or more in a solo environment? Because I think the big thing about streaming is it tends to be more solo based. But um, like joining the website, that's a huge team endeavor. I uh, I work better best in both situations honestly. Okay. Um, I like having my own individuality when I'm working mm -hmm. by myself, but there's something really beneficial on bouncing things off of with each other. There's times when I'm Twitch streaming, um, and nobody's saying anything in the chat, that I have to I have to work on my own to keep talking because right. um, because if you're silent for too long, people who jump in who just jumped in just to check out your stream, a lot of times they go, well, why am I here? Um, because <laughs> a, um, a lot of times people will come in um, for the gameplay, but I don't think people come into my streams for gameplay because I'm not super great at games, but I'm good at games. Um, there you go. But I, I, I think that uh, it's more for the person who's playing the games. So mm. um, when nobody's talking in the chat, then I have to make an effort. Um, so I right. do feel like Twitch streaming isn't really an individual thing, even when I'm the only person streaming, because it's an interaction with other people. Um, mm. But I do, I work really well in teams. Um, I don't know. I, I think that it's just equal. I really like people. <laughs> there you go. So, um, I like being able to bounce ideas off of other people and hear their side and grow together. Um, I think mm. it's fun. Yeah, for sure. And sometimes I think, at least in my own creation, it's just nice to have another person there for reassurance or just like, hey, 
I know I might be looking at this tunnel vision. Like, what am I not seeing? How, yes. how can this be better that it's just, I'm, I'm in my own head too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it, it really helps in those situations. So moving on to the next question, we know why you want to get, what you want to get out of the experience. Is there anything you want to bring to the table? Any shows or any like projects you want to try with the kind of funny group? I really think that something that is missing from the Kind of Funny um, team is that they have all of their content is long. They don't have mm-hmm. a lot of content that is short, like mm-hmm. that is easy to consume. A lot of times when you sit down to try to listen to a Kind of Funny podcast, it's like an hour long or longer. Right. Um, and it's you have to dedicate the time to make sure that you have it. But mm-hmm. sometimes you have like a 10 minute window you want to consume content um i think that they need something like that so i want to bring a show that is about that time frame maybe like a uh weekly catch-up like broad overview just like hey this is the big things that happened this week um on in like gaming news um just in a short short little window so then if you have a very busy week you're not out of the loop you're still able Mm. to figure out what's going on um, without having to wait until much later to to consume, like, their podcast, so. Yeah, I think that's, plus, like, it's almost like a little tease for the podcast, like, hey, here's what you're, here's what you might have missed, big news from Kind of Funny, Yeah. Uh, but if you, if you have the time, like you said, if you can make the time sit down, you can get a bit of a deeper dive into it. Yeah, and you could go and see, like, the shorter, hey, this is what was going on this week, and then Mm. think, oh, I really would like to hear what, like, Tim, Andy, Nick (laughs) said about it. Um, I would love to hear their opinion on it, and um, I think that would be a good way to bring people in. Um, For sure. And I also think something that I I really like, Nintendo, I know they have Mm -hmm. their Xbox uh, their Xbox podcast that they just started. They have the PS I Love You. Um, but I would love to do something Nintendo related. A Nintendo yeah, related yeah. show. So. <laughs> Not, yeah, it was, it f- perfectly fills in that Nintendo uh, hole they have right there. The next podcast would be a Nintendo based podcast. Yes. You're at the helm. I'm all about it. I'm all about Yay. it. <laughs> so, one of, the, uh, one of the last questions I've got for you, Leah, is, and like I say this to everyone, if money wasn't an object, if time wasn't an object, what is one project that you would love to just pour your heart and soul into? Hmm. I think that, honestly, it would be Twitch streaming. Yeah? I, w- I wish that I could put more towards it. I wish that I had more money to put towards a uh, capture card and um, mm-hmm. to make the Twitch stream more entertaining. I, I wish that I had more to give. Yeah. Um, I give what I can, but I wish that I had more to give. And I think that if time and money wasn't an object, I would... I would just be focusing on Twitch streaming. I really love it. It's so much fun. <laughs> what is the sweet time for a length of the stream? Like, do you feel like eight hours is too much? Or like, like what is your sweet spot? I think that you need breaks. Um, mm-hmm. I think that um, I have gone longer. I have done like five hour long streams. Um, mm-hmm. And by the end of the fifth hour, I am dead. Because you're on the entire time. Right, the whole time. Uh, um, some, the camera is on you, so you can't really just like sit and zone out because that's boring. <laughs> that's right. boring to watch. So you're on, so you're like constantly talking. 
Um, so you need that mental break. So I think it's really good when I stream max about three hours. And then okay. if I were to do it for three hours, maybe in the morning and then take a break for lunch and then do it three hours yeah. again or something like that, that's, that okay. would be my ideal. I love streaming. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's a solid plan. Like you said, when you're, I think when people think about streaming, sometimes they just see like, oh, you just play video games for eight hours. That's awesome. But there's a difference between playing a video game for eight hours and performing for eight hours, being on for eight hours. Like yes. even doing a podcast, you, you speak for an hour and, and a lot of this is the bulk has been on you, right? I ask you a couple of questions. I sit back and, and let you do, you know, you do your, sh your <laughs> shtick. But that's tough. You know what I mean? It's hard to talk for an hour. It's not as easy as just like, oh, having a fun conversation. So I think you're right. Uh, appropriately spaced breaks are much needed. Yeah. Um, whenever I see people who do like 24 hour long streams, I, I always see that and I go, how do you, how do you function? You're on, right? You're on for 24 hours. You have to mm -hmm. think, um, like, is this game entertaining? Should I play a different game? Um, should I turn on different music? Should I talk more? And I'm mm -hmm. sure your voice gets tired after talking for that long. Right. Um, right. I know my voice always got tired after five hour long streams. Um, I would often go to, f I wouldn't plan to do five hours. It's just that I would get so excited. Um, it was usually on days where the people are really like active and I'd just be like, mm -hmm. I just want to keep talking to you guys. You guys are fun. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mentioned wanting to add more to your streaming, give more to it. Um, I'm assuming we, we don't want to do the 24 hours because that's a little crazy. Mm -hmm. But what are those things that you're looking to add towards your stream? Like effects, like just the way it looks, or or is there like more, I don't know, segments and things you want to add? I think, yeah, like segments. I think that's basically what I would like to add. Um, I would like to add, I really want to get a green screen. <laughs> I know yeah. that's not really uh, what I was talking about, but... Like, I, I would like to add um, more variety. Right now, mm -hmm. I am just sitting at my chair and I'm playing Skyrim every day. Oh. Um, I would like to do different things. I would also love to do things like giveaways for, mm -hmm. like, to give back to my community. Or something that I also want to do is charity streams. I really, mm -hmm. I get really passionate about those kind of things. Um, I love to help. That's my biggest drive in, in life. So, mm -hmm. um I, I, I just think that it would be a great opportunity to um, to be able to give to the community through my stream. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> is there a charity you'd specifically want to kind of work for? Is there one you have in mind? Oh, there's this uh, there's this charity that's out in Florida that I, I volunteered with them. I didn't volunteer with them as much as I wanted to, um, mm -hmm. but I... I did volunteer with them a couple of times. It was called Give, Give, Give Kids the World in Orlando, Florida. What they do is kids that are terminally ill, they have them fly out. They pay all expense paid. They fly them out and they give them a week vacation for them and their entire family. Because when your child is terminally ill, it isn't hard on just the child. It's hard on the parents and it's hard on the siblings and things like that. Um, so they have like their own amusement park there. They have where Disney characters will come in, um, or even cosplayers will come in, um, That's cool. dressed as like their their favorite character, like, um, a cosplayer that I follow, her name is Allison Tabitha. She dresses as Wonder Woman and goes, mm -hmm. goes to give kids the world. Um, I love that. I, I worked at that organization for one, for one full day. 
and mm-hmm. I was absolutely blown away with all the things that they did. Um, I That's worked awesome. with a club at my college because I went to UCF. Um, but so it was close by, and that was something that that club worked a lot with <laughs> with that organization. My, I would love to have my stream make money for that organization. That would make That's me so really cool. happy, and I I could stream for twenty four hours if it was for that that uh, organization. I'm so passionate That's about awesome. it. That's so cool. Well, I, for one, am definitely looking forward to seeing that 24-hour donation. <laughs> definitely something. If it comes up, I will definitely be putting my time and effort into supporting the cause. Uh, Yay. Leah, I want to thank you so much for sitting down and, and talking to me. It's been fantastic getting to know you a little bit better and kind of hear your story. Uh, I know just you, know, you were taking time on a busy schedule. I know today was your day off, but you made time for us. So <laughs> thank, thank you, you for so having much. Me. Of this course. is really fun. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it. Leo, where can people go to keep up to date with everything you're doing? All 500 different things you're doing. All of my usernames are Leah Lisi. Um, I am on YouTube. I am on Instagram. I am on Twitter, TikTok, um, Twitch. Uh, you can pretty much go anywhere to find me. <laughs> Fantastic. And then what's that streaming schedule again? It is Monday through Friday. 9 a.m. Pacific time. Um, that's when I stream. And sometimes I'll Fantastic. do random streams when off schedule, but that's pretty much my main schedule. There you go. And like you said, you're playing through Skyrim right now, right? Are we doing start to finish or, or what's the Skyrim schedule? What's the Skyrim plan? I have never played Skyrim before. And no shit. Yeah, that's why I'm playing it. <laughs> it's, because it's a good I thing always... it's on every system known to man. Right? So it's on PC. <laughs> and so I'm playing through it. I... I playing as a red guard um nice and i i am having a lot of fun i really like this game i wish that i played it sooner i get now why it's on every system known to man um (laughs) (laughs) and now actually after playing this game i'm gonna push my dad to play it because he's obsessed with dragons and i don't know why he hasn't played this yet um (laughs) but yeah it's my first time playing it through so everything's new to me um, a lot of my chat is helping me through the game, and I'm really grateful awesome. for that because it's making things easier. <laughs> I'm like, hey, guys, should I get rid of the sword or should I keep the sword? Although right. I pretty much play with a uh, two-handed axe, and that is my thing. Her name is Chelsea. Nice. Um, there <laughs> you go. That's awesome. <laughs> we love her. Um, yeah. It's a good awesome. time. Well, everyone, make sure you check Leah out. As always, I will have everything down in the description. That way you can stay up to date with everything she's doing. Check out those streams, and maybe even you can help her through the magical land of Skyrim. Yes, please. Uh, But, everyone, (laughs) (laughs) that has been another episode of the Up and Comer podcast. If you or anyone you know is running to be an up and comer, please let me know. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Josh Biddick, and I will get you on the calendar for an episode. Uh, If you're listening on Apple Podcasts and want to give the show a rating, that would be wonderful. I want to do my best to bring the show to as many people as possible and make this exactly what you people are looking for so the show can be as best as it can be but everyone that is all i have for you today so as always have fun stay safe and i'll see you next time bye everyone